What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Help More, Sell More podcast. This is our first official episode. We are recording these ahead of time, soon to be live, which is going to be a blast. Uh, I'm just thinking of like all the implications here, Joe, of like having people hop on a live and maybe objection handle, maybe role play. Absolutely. It's got to happen. And one of the wonderful things about that is to let everybody know that when we do these types of things, when it's live, you're going to be able to see our systems at work. Mm -hmm. And that's so important because, you know, so many people go, oh, well, you've, you've, with a recording, you know, you could edit it. No, when we do it live, you're going to be able to see that these simple strategies will help you when you're live on a sales call. Yeah. Help more, sell more. I think it's going to be a blast. So quick intros. I'm Jeff Burlingame. I'm here with my co-host, Joe Marcou. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing so good. If there was two of me, it'd be crazy. <laughs> it would the only be, thing better, there'd be two of me. We, we have done many calls together, my friend, and uh, I believe it entirely. So today we want to focus on high energy wins, the highest energy wins. If you guys are watching this on YouTube and if you're not, you're missing out. You can see this beautiful sign right there behind Joe. And that is in its truest form today. We're going to dive right into this. How can you approach your next sales call with the right energy, with the right intent, the right level of energy, I think is key. You say highest energy relative maybe to the individual that you're dealing with. We're going to get into that. But you know, our goal today would be some tips, some tricks, some things that you guys can apply in your very next sales call or sales appointment so that you can find a win-win so that you can help more. And that really is the key to this whole podcast. As we mentioned from our trailer in the beginning is our goal is to help you help more people. Because when you help more people, consequently, you sell more. And that's what it's all about. And that's really been our approach to sales all these years, right, Joe? I mean, I know we're we're kind of the odd ducklings, it seems, when you go online and you look at all these other sales gurus who seem aggressive and are sitting on Lamborghinis. But Joe, would you say we're a little bit different? I would say we are different. And it's not to say that we. there's a difference between being assertive and being the authority, what I call playing your A game, right? Like when you're playing your A game and you're assertive and you, you are that authority in your specific space, you're allowed to assert a certain level. However, there's a difference between being pushy and being attractive. When some, when you're, I don't want to repel people. I want to attract people. I, people don't want to be sold anymore. No. They want to choose to buy. And so the approach that Jeff and I, we both agree on, which is why we've started this Help More, Sell More podcast, is because we want to help you attract more people wanting to buy from you and wanting people to come and refer others to you. That's how you can get more organic growth in this day and age of social media and you know advertising, advertising, advertising. Hey, wouldn't it be great to be able to get more people coming to you because, hey, I heard about you through a friend of mine or a colleague of mine or this other client of mine. And part of that is having the right energy. So if you're watching this right now, you probably notice that Jeff and I are both doing something that's a little bit different. We're both standing up. So if there's one thing right now that we're going to both encourage you, you all as listeners or viewers to do is on your next few calls, look at the difference between sitting down and standing up while you're on those calls. Take the time if you want to, you know, get your headset on and walk around if you have that opportunity. Prior to your call, it's important to, to get moving. 
If you're always at your desk and you're always sitting down, eventually that energy is going to wane. And highest energy does win. Now, obviously, what we don't want for you is to get all like coked out, methed out, and you're talking so fast and you're blah, blah, blah. like, that's not what we want in terms of energy. What we want, though, is to be cognizant of the energy that we have because it's harder to get amped up while you're sitting where it's easier for you to calm down while you're standing. And so when you can pick up the cues from your prospect, if you need to slow it down and if you need to sit down at that point, by all means, go ahead and do that. Highest energy wins. And so the intention is the critical component. So Jeff, let me ask you, before you get on a call, do you do anything in particular prior to even, whether it's a Zoom call that you've got scheduled, a Calendly call, or an outgoing sales call? Is there anything in particular that you do before you hit that start button or the call button? Well, I, I'm glad you're asking this question and uh, also that you brought up cocaine, which we don't do before. Uh, no. So the Thank first thing you. I don't do is uh, a bump of cocaine. Uh, what I actually do is uh, 50 push-ups. No, I'm kidding. Like I don't, you don't need a pump. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that you, you brought up a good point there where like we don't want to have say too much energy. So I know that once I get on the call and I think it's crucial too that the audience understands that uh, you, you want to escalate these conversations where having a phone call is it's fine, but I've heard you say this a thousand times, Joe, like your communication is degraded at that point because 7% of communication is words and 38% of communication is just tone of voice. So effectively you're communicating at 45% if you're on the phone, whereas if you're on a Zoom call or in person, now you add that 55% of communication with body language. So I think that's crucial. So I'd say for one, pre-call design, all of that, just your sales process, you need to find a way to get a person visually in front of you. Absolutely. And in today's day and age, Jeff, with, mm -hmm. with COVID or post-COVID, whenever you're listening to this or watching this, mm -hmm. Zoom or Google Meet or FaceTime calls, this has yeah. now become the norm. So if you have a choice, get somebody either live and in person or on a Zoom call. So you're absolutely right. Keep going, man. What else do you do prior to the call? So an another thing I find extremely beneficial, if you guys don't have one, get a standing desk just exactly like I have right here. Uh, I do have a mic set up, like this is a Yeti blue mic. You don't need to have a fancy mic. You just need some sort of vocal communication device. So if you can get some sort of mic going, uh, there are plenty of podcasting mics for 20 to 50 bucks. I'd consider it. You get a high res webcam, you make sure your, your internet is good. Like you don't want to have issues, technical issues when you're trying to focus on, on helping so that you can sell. If your internet's laggy or your camera doesn't look good or they can't hear you, then you're again, degrading that communication level. So I'd say like tech specs, really important that that would be like again a pre-call prep situation you want to make sure that's ready and then i would say hyping yourself up uh i think i've i posted about this recently on burley sales uh and it's something that i i've spoken about with clients many many times in the past it's uh your you either have I believe a mantra or a hype reel, or you listen to music. So I've worked with salespeople in the past where they put on some Metallica and they're like, okay, now I'm literally in the zone. It's like 
prepping for a football game or something for them. And that, that works for some people. I think this is one of those things where you got to choose your own adventure and figure out what works for you. So maybe test a few different things. Uh, then there's the mantra. I can tell you my mantra is that before I go into a sales call, I always have this discussion with myself. I know that sounds crazy, but everybody in sales is a little bit crazy. So it is what it is. Uh, but I'll say we all have that inner voice, man. And everybody right now is probably going, what do you mean? What inner, what inner voice? Yeah. That one, that one that just said that voice. Exactly. So I'll, I'll just tell myself before going to this sales call, uh, I'm going to find a way to connect with this person. First and foremost, very important. I'm going to connect with this person. I'm going to identify their problem. I'm going to help them understand their problem because I find in most sales scenarios, the person on the receiving end of the sales, the consumer doesn't even understand that they have a problem. I found this in fitness many, many times. And then I'm going to connect our service, our offer, if you have a product, then your product to their problem. And like that, that's my goal. That just sets the intention before I go into that call. Like I have to check these four boxes. If I do so, it was a successful sale, whether or not they signed up with me. And that's important too, because that takes the pressure off of me. There's no sense in putting pressure on yourself. You walk into a sale and you're like, man, I'm behind my quota for the quarter. Like oh, I, I'm game not going to make my sales numbers. My, my boss is going to be pissed at me. You're only setting yourself up for failure at that point. So I want to go in positive. Like I'm going to help this person, regardless of whether or not they work with me, I'm going to find a way to help this person. Yeah. And you know what? I, I want to share with you guys something like as we're recording this this week, we've had something really serious happen in our family. And unfortunately, my father-in-law passed away just a few days ago, and it's been an emotional roller coaster. And I can tell you that the techniques that I'm we're sharing with you right now, I used right before getting on this podcast. Like we've shed a lot of tears here at home. Um, that doesn't mean that we have the world stops, right? I mean, I love my father-in-law a lot. And, and there's been a lot of, and, and I'm so grateful for the outpouring of, of love and, and support from friends, family, colleagues, and clients. It's been unbelievable. And so if ever you're in the down state and this happens, it's called life. However, I want to bring positive high energy to helping my client because I'm, again, life has to keep moving forward. What yeah. can I do? Well, first things first, right? What's that good intention? Take that step and go, what, what do I appreciate right now in my life? What am I grateful for? This is a magic pill, everybody. What am I grateful for? And if, if I have to, I can write it down. And in fact, every morning I have a gratitude journal and I write down what I'm grateful for and three wins from the day before. Every day I do this. Prior to getting on this moment with you and even yesterday uh, on one of my calls, where I was feeling a little on the blue side, because again, it's, and these, it's okay to allow, allow these, these emotions to come out. Tears will happen. Crying will happen. I'm not embarrassed about that. That's totally normal. It's called the grieving process. Mm -hmm. However, we still have jobs to do. And if it's really tough, Hey, rebook your calls. I understand that yeah. in my context, I needed to keep moving forward. So what did I do? And I'm just going to share with you guys something because it, emotionally it can be draining. So I'm, I'm a big believer in microdosing coffee. I'm not going to sit back and first thing in the morning, have a full pot of coffee. I'll have a cup. And then a few hours later, I'll have another cup. So I'll microdose throughout the day. Then 
you know, the, use a Tony Robbins example. And, you know, Jeff and I are working together because we're, we're time collapsing over 50 years worth of our own experience with you guys. But we've also taken plenty of courses and workshops and masterminds and like read a ton. And we're giving you guys this information. So same thing. So Tony Robbins, big believer in what's called the state change. So what did I do? I turned on some music that turned me up. Now, and again, like what Jeff said earlier, is it Metallica? Is it ACDC? Is it Jesse Cook? Is it the Gypsy Kings? Whatever it's going to work for you. It does, there is no wrong answer. It's what's the energy that you're going to bring to that call? Then move. Take the moment to be able to step away from your computer and your device and maybe go for a walk, go for a bike ride, do some squats, jump up and down. I'm not kidding. The rebounder is a great little example. And then reflect yeah. in terms of what is the outcome? One of the things that I've, I've, I've heard people say is, you know, doing the, the up and down, up and down is like, okay, at the end, is it Visa or MasterCard? Visa or MasterCard? Visa or MasterCard, right? Because I know, the, the, and the goal isn't about closing sales. The goal is to open the conversation. The goal is not to close the sale. It's to get them to start. I'm not going to finish a sale. My goal is I'm going to get them to start working with me, or I'm going to get them to start using the product or the service or the coaching program that I'm offering. Because to me, it's the beginning of a deep-seated relationship, which leads to the next thing, which Jeff... Like Burley is an expert in what he calls his sales rhythm. So what are the things that you would do pre-call planning wise above and beyond the energy piece that gets you to know a little bit about your customer? Do you do any of that in your approach? Yeah. So as far as like uh, just understanding who it is that you're talking about, I mean, in your sales process, you should definitely have some form of questionnaire. I mean, it's somewhere along the sales funnel you're discovering some information, there you go, about an individual that you're about to speak to because you need to know how the heck you can help them in order to help them. Uh, so I, 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 if you can insert that into your sales funnel, that's definitely a, a big help. And then if not, then when you're on that call, you have a sales intro, as I've always liked to call it, I I just just kind of despise the sales appointment, sales call terminology. So it's an intro. It's an introduction to the service or product that is that you're offering that can solve this person's problem or help improve their life. So when you're doing your intro, you should have many, many questions. Sales is really more about asking questions, the right questions to get the right answers. And it's about listening. It's not about telling. Telling Every- is not selling. Telling is not selling. This is something that we've been saying for years and years and years. I don't even know where I first heard that, but I've been saying that forever. Um, and I know you have too, but it's so true. How many times I come across a salesperson who's like, I'm not hitting my numbers. And then I listen to them and they're just vomiting, word vomit all Absolutely. over the consumer. And they wonder why the person doesn't want to buy because you're not helping them. You're not showing them how this could help them. They don't, I mentioned this a little bit ago, they might not even know that they have a problem or they know they have a problem. They just don't know what it is and they don't know how to resolve it, which is your job. And you're not going to know how to resolve that or identify it without asking questions. So I think a lot of this is just finding more about them, discovering, which is another reason I would maybe call this a discovery call. Uh, 
as, as an option opposed to an intro because you're trying to discover more about them. And so so one of the things that I like to do is anywhere between five to 10 minutes in the world that we live in today, it is so easy to be able to find something about someone else, mm-hmm. right? We've got Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Google. And so Jeff, let me ask you, if you were to do a quick background on a prospect and you found out that they had a common interest of yours. So let me ask you, what's one of your passions? If you're not doing sales, what's one of your passions, Jeff? Well, I know you know this and I know that we mesh on this passion, but I fish. I actually run a fishing YouTube channel, podcasts, all that stuff. And that is my hobby slash other thing that I do to get uh, paid and enjoy. <laughs> right. So, so in the, in that context, doesn't it make sense for you, Jeff, that if you are doing it, just a quick five minute background and you see a photo or somebody, you know, that you're about to speak to has something else that you both have in common that you would take note of it and just be open about it and just say, Hey, Jeff, I noticed that you caught this bass last weekend. I just want you to know. I mean, I, I went on your Facebook page and I noticed that how often do you fish? Yeah, I Suddenly, love it. And to, pre- to present that in a non-stalkerish way is maybe to jokingly say, sorry, I stalked you on Facebook. <laughs> There's not, in, that in today's day and age, it would be foolish to say that before you get on a call with someone, you know, like I, the more that we know about, again, this is about energy, right? So what are the common bonds that, again, because we want to raise our prospects energy, even if it's, you know, you're doing sales in areas like I've got coaches that are dealing with holistic health and healing. Mm-hmm. They still have to motivate people to choose to buy right. with the right energy. And if you're listening to the way I'm speaking now, I've just slowed it down. I didn't turn my energy down. I just mm-hmm. slowed down my cadence. Yep. These are things that we're going to be discussing with you all in weeks to come on this podcast, because we have to be aware you have to be absolutely aware of the way that you speak. It's not just the words, you guys. It's tone and it's body language. That conviction and believability comes through with how you speak. And I said this countless times in the dojo. And Jeff, you know this very well. Salespeople, unfortunately, they don't put in the reps. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to be successful at this game of sales, you have to put in repetitions with other people. And so it's no different than fitness. Your fitness background, I've sold fitness equipment in, the, in, in my background as well. Nobody became fit by going into the gym and working out once. <laughs> you can't become a very accomplished salesperson making a high quality of life mm-hmm. empire or living If you don't put in the repetitions and it's not what we're looking to do is we're looking to help you so that you don't make mistakes. We're going to share with you guys again, the, the importance of energy. What's my energy before I get on the call? So what are some of the things that we've talked about so far, Jeff? We talked about making sure that you're, what's your body position? What, what are you standing up? Are you using a little bit of caffeine? If, if it's for you, don't dump a ton of caffeine in. Microdose, right? Um, Another thing that Jeff might, you and I, we were talking about equipment, making sure Mm -hmm. that we've got good video, good audio, making sure that you've got pen and paper handy. Listen to some music prior to the call. If you want to get pumped up a little bit, move your body around. What is the intention of the call? 
if you are reflecting on the outcome, Visa or MasterCard, PayPal, I mean, get yourself pumped up. There's nothing wrong with having that outcome where the customer in your mind, see the outcome, see the win-win where the client says, yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll take it. Because it's all about helping more. Wanting, a, and it's a little tip here that you and I talked about right, right before we actually started uh, playing record. If you're going to stand up, you guys, you can go on Amazon and pick this up. There are, and I'm going to get, give you an example. I've got a couple of these where I'm standing. These foam pads, if you're going to be standing up on doing calls, because I literally, I spend hours in front of the camera or on with my sales team or with clients and prospects and doing live Zooms. These pads, they're, they're kitchen pads. You can get a couple. Jeff's got something as well. It's a fancy one. Look at that. It's gorgeous, right? Uh, Ergo driven, I think is the brand, but you see, it's got like all these different angles and stuff and like this little spot for your heel. So it's kind of nice if you're fidgety like me, cause it keeps me in one small space. So rather than being like, right, right there, right. I stay in this small space, but it gives me something to kind of like do to adjust my posture and change my position throughout the call, which consequently, as you've mentioned, helps me keep my energy up. Cause if you just stand here, and you're just like this the entire time, eventually your energy is going to drop. Uh, so I think, you know, in addition to all this, like we also talked about uh, a little bit or alluded to rather kind of like matching the person's energy and then pacing it up. Right. So I don't want to, if they're coming in like this, they're hunched over their desk, they're tired. They look beaten for the day. You know, I'm talking maybe like a B2B sales where they've been just dealing with customers all day long. And I'm going to talk to them about, you know, burly sales and how I'm going to help them make more sales. I can't meet them. Like what's going on. You know, like I have to meet them. If they're a four, I'm a five. And then I'm going to bring us both up to a six and a five and a seven. Right. And a six. You got it. That 10. And I think that that is another crucial factor where I've seen a salesperson either come in under them too low energy or, you know, haven't, you know, done their hype reel, haven't gone through their uh, intent, their mantra or anything like that. They're not prepared for the call. They're not ready. They don't want to take the call. And then the consumer consequently feels that doesn't want to buy from you because you don't want to be there. And they know that, or they come in at a 10 and they're in their consumer their prospect here is a five. So now they're just freaking this person out. <laughs> like, have you guys ever met somebody who is at a 10 when you're a five for the day? Do you want to talk to that person? No, you're completely turned off. There's no question. And I think that you've nailed, you used a word that was really powerful in that. And that is people can feel mm -hmm. we're intuitive beings. You know, I mean, there's no question that men tend to be more visual in their approach and women tend to be more kinesthetic in their approach. However, overall, as human beings, we are definitely, we emote and, and we are kinesthetic beings. We can feel as to whether or not you're being genuine and authentic. And this is critically important, having that right energy to helping someone so that they can say, yes, I want to do this, or yes, I see the value. So when you bring up high energy, this, there's something that correlates here, everybody. When the energy is high and the value is high, and again, when I say high energy, it's high energy in the sense that it's going to help bring your prospect up to that next level, whether it's a four to a five or a five to a six and, on, and onward. When mm -hmm. the value is high, people will buy. And so your energy has to match the value that you're bringing. And the believability is the key. 
All of this brings together, why do I want high energy when I'm speaking with a prospect? Because when I truly believe in my mind, in my heart, in my gut, in my soul, when I really believe it, then my conviction comes through. And with conviction, that's when your body language and the tone of voice, if you're listening or if you're watching this right now, there's no question. I believe every word that I'm telling you at this very moment. It's clear. Absolutely. And I think, I think we wrap up on this point because I, I feel like episode two here, the next one that we drop could be based more on this uh, establishing of trust and like building this relationship with that consumer. I want you guys to picture this, a sales appointment, again, a discovery call, an intro, as I'd rather call it. And we'll kind of like maybe get this vernacular going throughout the show and maybe you guys join us in that. Uh, but that discovery call, that intro is a blind date. That's Big what it, you are meeting a brand new person. And, and maybe like Joe mentioned, you find a way to connect with them because everybody's on social media. You go look at their social media. It takes you five seconds to do. You're already on Facebook anyways. I know you guys are. I forgive you for it. I do it too. But you go <laughs> on there, you find them, you say, oh, they like fishing. I'm like, I like fishing. Cool. Now we have this way to connect immediately once I meet them in a non-creepy way. I'm going to deliver that. But absolutely. Now I can talk about that. Well, that goes a long way to establishing this line of trust. And as Joe mentioned, it brings their energy up because it's something they're passionate about. They enjoy talking about fishing. And now they know this isn't just about the deal. Let's make the deal. It is not like that. We're having a casual conversation and I'm discovering how it is I can help them. Right. But we're connecting and now starting to establish this line of trust and make no mistake. Sales are made based on trust. Like people buy from people that they like and trust, not just from people they like, like, cool, you, you know, you're pretty good at like getting some vibes and like, they like you, but now you're going to hear the, I want to think about it. Let me talk to my spouse. I'll call you back Friday. If instead they trust you now, they believe everything that you're saying. They believe that your product or service will help them, will resolve this problem. Of course, they're going to buy. It should be a no brainer. You shouldn't have to go through seven layers of objection handling and persuasion to try and get them to buy now. They should just want or desire what it is that you have. And they want or desire to work with you because they like and trust you. Yeah, and people are going to buy off who they know, like, and trust, Jeff. You, you totally nail it. I mean, if, when it comes down to it, people that are listening, let's face it, you've got quote unquote competitors. So you may have products, services, programs that are very similar to other people and or product services and programs that are out there. So yes. what's the differentiating value? It's going to be you. People mm -hmm. buy off of people. I mean, it, it, yes, there is good copywriting that is available out there to attracts people. And sure, there are people that are going to click a button and buy. Yet in our world, what Jeff and I are speaking of is about conversations with people. If you're doing anything that's remotely high ticket, you're going to have conversations with people to be able to answer questions, to be able to prove value. You can't do that with the wrong energy. You've got to do that with the right intention because they're going to feel it and you got to come in with the right energy. And I think this is a great place to end today's Help More, Sell More podcast. What do you think, Jeff? 
I, I agree. And you guys should definitely consider subscribing to the podcast. Do us a favor. If you drop us a five-star review, it simply helps us get the show out there. So we appreciate you for doing so or considering doing so. And then you can follow us both. Look up Joe Marku anywhere you can find social media, AKA Instagram, Facebook. You can follow me at Burley sales on Instagram and Facebook on Instagram. It does have an underscore in the middle. So Burley underscore sales is B U R L Y and stay tuned for a Facebook group that we'll be dropping very, very soon called Help More, Sell More. And we will invite all y'all listeners into that so that we can discuss more topics like this in greater detail uh, and really just give back. I mean, that's the goal of the show is we want to help you help more people because Joe and I have an abundance mindset. And our goal is the more people we can help, the more people they can help, the more positive the world is. So stay tuned for episode two, you guys. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week. See you guys.